begins with this gate drop. Welcome back to the Power to the Ground podcast, your source of motocross and supercross news for the fans and by the fans. If you like what we're doing here, share this podcast, give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, head over to power2theground.com. Become a member and check out some of the gear that we got going on there. I am back. It is just me by myself sitting in this room talking to this microphone and uh you might hear some background music right now there is some stuff going on on my street some end of summer celebration type deal and we got some live music so i got some backup some uh some background music going on here um and i kind of like it not gonna lie um so we are talking some spring creek today those races, they were pretty awesome, got to say. They were pretty awesome. Uh, but before we get to the Spring Creek stuff, let's talk about some some wrap-up. Because uh, if you guys listened to my episode that I dropped last week, it was just uh, letting you know that the podcast is back. And uh, we haven't been here, well, I haven't been here since... Um, since the end of Supercross, so I've got some catching up to do. So let me share some of my observations that I have made so far in this outdoor season. Um, starting with our points leader, first of all, let's talk about some Zacco. This dude showed up, and this is something that Steve and I were talking about uh, towards the end of the Supercross season, because that was really when this guy heated up. Um, I had a feeling that this guy was going to, I mean, he had to show up. He's, he's in his thirties already. He just started his 450 career. Um, he had to make moves now or never. And, uh, and he has showed up so far. Um, he's been a little bit in inconsistent in the past few weeks, but, um, he's still been able to, you know, at, at least maintain that points lead. But it's been very, very interesting to, to see how quickly he was able to come into his own. Um, very, very experienced rider, obviously. Uh, and it's been great seeing him up front and with the, uh, the red plate. Um, observation number two. Let's talk our defending motocross champion and also now first-time supercross champion, Eli Tomac. I've got some feelings on Eli here. Um, now I think some people initially would say, oh, he got his supercross championship. Now he's just dialing it in. He's pulling a, uh, Jason Anderson. I don't think so. Uh, I think there's a little bit more to it than that. I think, uh, Eli just had a baby and I think we're seeing, we're seeing the, uh, the results of daddy Tomac taking over right now. And, uh, He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to learn to. He's gonna have to figure out how to balance both of those things. But I, I, I think it's pretty clear that that's what we're seeing. We're seeing uh, Daddy Tomac right now. So, um, next thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, and by the way, guys, if any of you want to 
uh, tell me that I'm an idiot, do any of those things, jump over to the website, go onto the forum, um, tag me in there, and whatever whatever part of this podcast um, you want to tell me I'm an idiot on, or if you want me to cover on the next podcast, go ahead and drop a line in there. Um, the, when I said at the beginning of this podcast, it is for the fans and by the fans, I really mean that, so jump over there, and uh, if you want to have a conversation, go for it. Let's have a conversation. Um, racing in the fall. Racing in the fall, I think, should be an absolute thing going forward. Um, there definitely needs to be some racing in the summer. I think that what happened this year on accident should be what happens every year going forward. I think there should be a two-month break after the Supercross season. Um, so that the guys have some time to, you know, rest their legs, you know, do whatever it is that they need to do. And then at the end of the summer, start the outdoor season into the fall. There's a lot of different reasons for the, for this, um, that I think this would be a great idea. Um, not, not the least of which is the weather. Um, these guys seem like they can push harder when the weather is milder. So, um, as we just saw today in spring Creek, that made for some fireworks on the track, and I would love to see that going forward. All right, last point before we get into these races. I'm sorry, I've got, I'm just throwing all these things out here because I've been taking notes on all this stuff over the past few weeks and uh, I haven't been doing the podcast, so got to pour it out here somewhere. Yamahas, Yamahas on the 250s. Um, these guys, the guys in blue, have an incredible advantage, uh, it seems to me, um, just from a pure power standpoint. These, the, the Yamaha bikes seem like they can just do things on the track that the other color bikes just flat out can't do. Uh, example, Loraco, uh, Loraco's Leap, just a couple of weeks ago. The only bikes that were doing Loraco's Leap were the blue bikes. And not even just the top riders. I mean, like, Masterpool was leading leading laps in the 250s, but, I mean, he's not a top rider yet. He may be at, at some point. But the only bikes making Loraco's Leaps in, in the, uh, the 250 class were blue bikes. Um, hole shots, it's pretty much a given. Every hole shot in the 250 class is going to be a Yamaha. Um, and just any other jumps. I mean, we saw that triple, the triple, um, at Spring Creek today, the, the uphill triple that they just kept hammering on every single lap. Uh, the only bikes that were getting over that easily were the blue bikes. So I wanted to throw that out there. I wanted to see what you guys think about that. Um, it just, it, it's, it's something that I, I'm sure everybody has noticed for years, but nobody's really said it out loud. Um, or maybe they have, and I just haven't heard them. Whatever the case, seems like the blue bikes have a tremendous, tremendous advantage on the track um, when it comes to power, and it shows in, in many different parts of the track. Doesn't necessarily uh, translate to wins, obviously. J-Mart is pulling out wins. Um, uh well, let's see. Who else? I think it's just red and blue. I'm pretty sure that's... 
No, I think we had a couple others sneak in. Well, whatever. Um, all right. Let's get into the uh, the Moto Ones. So the way that this is going to work, obviously, I'm here by myself. Um, if you guys have listened to this podcast before, it used to be me and a co-host, Steve. Steve is going to jump on every once in a while. Um, but for, for the most part, it's going to be me. I'm going to try to get some guests on here every once in a while. Um, but more often than not, it's just going to be me talking to the microphone so, that being said, again, if you guys want to hear me talk about something, if you want to call me an idiot, I will give you a shout out on the podcast. Jump over to the website, leave me in, uh, tag me in a in a post over there, and then uh, we can talk it out. All right, two fifty, Moto One, Hampshire grabs the uh, the whole shot. Um, there was uh, for Ferrandis, obviously. Didn't get a good start. Nothing new there. Uh, Ferrandis hasn't been able to figure out his starts for all my talk about the blue bikes. Um, that guy just, for whatever reason, has not been able to figure out figure out his starts. He did make his way through the pack, obviously. Um, our top three in 250 Moto 1 was Ferrandis, Hampshire, and Jet Lawrence. Um, Jet has been uh he's been consistent this year i i that's something that they've said several times in the broadcast he's a rookie obviously kids young um you would think that he would just be out there being a, a crazy person but uh he's been he's been very very consistent and he's been just barely off of the the overall podium for the past few few weeks um and it's been impressive, and he's got nowhere to go but up. That guy's going to be winning championships in, like, no time flat. Um, but for right now, Ferrandis with the uh, the the number one spot in uh, in Moto1, Ferrandis just looked fast. I mean, he, was, he, he didn't get a good start. He was just making moves. Um, he, he looks very, I hate to say it, he looks very Tomac-esque running through the pack he's just a shark and he's just blasting by people um when they uh Dungey made a, a special appearance in the um the booth today or i guess it was yesterday because it's the day after now it was on saturday Dungey was in the booth and um they were talking about just french riders in general but they kept harping on the fact that ferrandis is just He's, he's like light on his feet. He's light on his pegs. Um, he has a very finesse style, um, which he does. He absolutely does have a very finesse style, but the result is the same as if he were, you know, a bulldozer like Tomac. Um, Hampshire, I love watching Hampshire. I don't know about you guys out there, but Hampshire is just a blast to watch. Um, he, he he just has tremendous effort. Um, he he doesn't let people pass him easily. He always tries to pass back when he gets passed. Um, and when he gets out front, um, he he took the whole shot today, so he did get a chance to be out front. He, and he impresses me. And he apparently, he got into a, a wreck with um, Jeremy Martin in, uh, in the practice. And he hurt himself pretty bad. Um, he when he was on the podium after Moto One, he it looked like he was having trouble walking off of the podium. 
So for him to finish number two in Moto One was pretty impressive. Um, J Mart, J Mart, just was not able to to make the moves that he needed to in uh, in Moto One. I he, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I should probably pull them up, but I believe he. Uh, oh, hang on. I think I got it. Yeah, Martin went five two, so he finished finished fifth in uh, in Moto One. I'm pretty sure he finished right behind his brother. And uh, yeah, Amart went four four. He finished right behind his brother. He couldn't even pass his brother. Um, and I know Amart's a beast, but Jeremy Martin. I mean, he's competing for a uh, for a championship, and I know it was just Moto One. But yeah, man, you gotta you gotta make that pass. Especially he he was right there. He had the he had opportunities to do it. He just couldn't pull it off. Um. So like I said, our uh, our finish on 250 Moto One was Ferrandis, Hampshire, and Lawrence. Obviously, Amart took an honorable mention there, number four spot, and Jeremy Martin in the number five spot. That rounds out your top five for Moto One. In the 250s, let's jump over to the 450s. The 450s, man, the 450s were freaking, they, there was lightning lightning bolts all over the place. Uh, Ciancio Rulo, first of all, whole shot, bam. Um, he, that guy has got his starts figured out. For for what Ferrandez hasn't figured out, Ciancio Rulo has definitely figured it out. Now, there was a guy who showed up today. Um, and he showed up last week, or not last week, the week before too. His name is Blake Baggett. I know you guys probably forgot about him. Did you forget that he still races. He's usually, uh, for the past couple of years, he's lingering around the, I don't know, seven to ten mark for as far as finishes. But following an impressive outing two weeks ago, he showed up today again. And man, he he just looks fast. He looks racy. Um, and even after Moto Two, he actually made a comment, um, which is the opposite of what I was saying earlier about Tomac. Um, he he talked about being a new dad and how he wants his he wants his son to be able to look him up on YouTube and know that he did something. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually worth something. So um, he's taking a different approach at, father, at fatherhood than it seems Tomac is. Um, but, hey, to each his own. Uh, it's working for Baggett, that's for sure. And it's great to see Baggett. Baggett has been just laying it out there. Um, he had a downhill, uh, I think they're, they're calling it Mount Martin now. Is that what they're calling it? And he had a downhill pass on Sexton in Moto 1 coming down Mount Martin where he waited until the absolute last second to hit the brakes. It was unbelievable. Um, what a ballsy move that was. If you guys haven't watched the races, watch it for that pass and that pass alone, and it'll be worth your time. It was absolutely crazy. After Baggett made that pass on Sexton, he got up right on the back of, uh, of Marvin, and they did battle for quite a while, and that was that was quite a sight. Um these guys were just weaving in and out, um, going from outside to inside, crossing lines. 
it was it was man you want to talk about uh, a, a battle on the track again that was well worth it if you just watched it for that battle of uh, between Baggett and Muskin again the races were well worth it that was masterful masterful it was like watching two artists uh on the track it was it was crazy um bam bam showed up um he uh it wouldn't be a race without bam bam taking somebody off their off their bike um savachi was unfortunately the uh, the recipient of the bam bam treatment today um sexton sexton had a great run uh he made some rookie mistakes uh that that just kind of took him out of the race towards the end um and uh at the very end, uh, Baggett caught up to the rear wheel of Ciancerulo, and Ciancerulo was just able to to hold it in. Um, he got it going. So here's a new, uh, before we take a break, I want to let you guys know about something new that we got going on over here. I am starting to do a PTTG count during the races, and the PTTG count is how many times the announcers say, power to the ground he got the whole shot he leaned back and he got the power to the ground and he jumped over that and he got the power to the ground <laughs> uh my count for this week was two uh if i missed one please let me know if you're if you're watching going forward keep track of these if you want to play a drinking game i will uh i have no problem with you playing drinking games just make sure that you're drinking responsibly of course take a drink every time the words power to the ground are mentioned in the broadcast um and keep a lookout for that count because if i'm wrong again tell me i'm wrong but that is it for the moto ones we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back all right 250 moto 2 let's go through the moto twos here all right uh Another blue bike with the whole shot. McElrath takes the whole shot, um, and he goes down bottom of the hill. That loses his uh, his spot at the top. He he dropped to like fifth after that. He just wasn't able to put it back together. He tried to make a uh, a move back to fourth and just wasn't made able to uh, to get it done. Um, man, Cooper, uh, Cooper. As soon as McElrath went down. Uh, Justin Cooper got out to the front and um, Ferrandis got up to his his rear tire and man, it was like it was like five laps five laps that it took Ferrandis to finally get around Cooper Cooper was just riding like a monster um, he's coming back from injury I'm I'm really excited to see him uh, progress uh, he, he's got some work to do obviously getting back on the bike and um, you know getting his his uh probably his fitness it really looked mostly like fitness because it was towards the end of the towards the end of the races when he started trailing once Ferrandis finally got around him and then J-Mart was able to get around him and then then we just had the epic battle between uh Ferrandis and J-Mart for the rest of the uh the the ride but man Cooper nothing can't take anything away from that kid he he's another one that just lays it out on the line every time um, and he's, it's going to be great seeing him progress and get back into his own. Um, the, oh my God, the last lap, if you guys watch this race, I can't even, I can't even open my eyes. I'm talking about this. 
that last lap was probably the best, the single best lap of riding that I've maybe ever seen. Um, J-Mart and Ferrandis, they're less than a second apart. Um, and it was for, for the points lead. It was for the red number plate. Whoever, whoever wins this race takes the red, the, the red number plate going into next week. And, um, and both of them laid it out and you could see it when they came across the, uh, the finish line, both of them were just beat, just absolutely beat. I've never seen Ferrandis hang his head after he passed the finish line. He laid it out there and it came down to the last turn. It really did. It was the the very last turn is when is when Ferrandis finally sealed the deal. Uh, they were basically right next to each other, right up until the last turn. And Ferrandis just got a better drive coming out coming out of that turn to go over the finish line, and uh, he he earned he earned that win because Jmart did not give it to him willingly. Um, so Ferrandis takes the point. He takes the uh, the points lead. So our uh, our finish for 250 Moto Two was Ferrandis in the number one spot, Martin in the number two spot, and Cooper took the number three spot. I think Cooper was like, <laughs> um, I, I want to say there was like four or five laps left in the race when they finally passed Cooper. Maybe maybe a, one or two more than that. Um, Cooper was like 20 seconds down from these two. These two were absolutely flying absolutely flying um of course alex martin took the number four spot um so our uh, our overall finish for uh spring creek was ferrandis with the one one um j mart with the five two and a mart with the four four so both the martin brothers got onto the uh on the top the top step and consistent jet he took a 3-6 and uh, got the fourth overall, just barely off the podium again. Um, he's just got to... I want to tell him to start trying to win some races, but at the same time, I want to see him like learn first because <laughs> I just think his upside is just out of this world. I think his potential is just going to skyrocket him to the, the, the top of the game. I just want him to learn before he tries to destroy himself <laughs> so um let's hop into the standings we got the 250 standings going into next week um Ferrandis obviously with the red number plate at um he's got 257 points Jmart just barely just barely missed the red number plate um oh they would have been tied I guess no it would be a six point swing six point swing um but Jmart's down three points um going into next week Hampshire in number three. It's it's based, it's a two man race at this point. Hampshire's fifty five points down, uh, unless J Martin and Ferrandez take each other out for the rest of the season. This is a two man race. Um, Alex Martin's in fourth, uh, with he's sixty three points down from the lead, and then McElrath is in fifth, and he is seventy one points down from the lead. So, um, the the third. Third place, I guess, is is wide open. Um, we've got a, a even a few more after the top five that are uh, are in position to to make a run for for third place. So, if Hampshire's hurt, and it, it seemed like he was hurt because Hampshire, uh, 
I don't have the numbers in front of me again, but Hampshire took like 10th, I want to say, in Moto2. He just looked really, really hurt. And uh, if Hampshire's hurt, then third place is wide open. Third place is wide open. Um, so that is it for 250s at Spring Creek. So let's jump into the 450 Moto2. Um, this is a wild race. There was just bike problems all over the place. Um, uh, who was it that went down? Uh, Tickle. No, not Tickle. Um, geez, who went down in Moto2? Hang on, let's look this up. Um, come on. Um... We had a rider down in Spring Creek, and uh, they had to roll through. The bike landed right on him, and I'm be honest, it didn't look like he got hurt too bad. Uh, it looked like he got a he got a shot in the balls with his bike, which is it's not great. It's not ideal. Um, <laughs> so, I I know I don't want to take a bike in the junk. Um, for sure. Um, geez, I'm sorry. I can't find this right now. (laughs) Injury report. Got it right here. Um, nope. That's from before the race, whatever. All right. There was a crash. Um, if you guys watch the races, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, he he basically endowed for, I don't know, a, quite a few feet there. And then he tucked and rolled over his handlebars. And the seat of the bike fell right on his junk and folded him over in half. Um, it didn't look great at first. Um, it, he was just laying there. Uh, he was able, he was able to move himself over to the side of the track. So that was the first thing. Um, but then, uh, he just kind of laid there for, for a little bit. Um, if you guys have listened to this podcast before, let's go back to the beginning of the, of the race first though. Um, Cianci Rulo took the whole shot. Um, he went one, one took a whole shot in both races, but if you saw the broadcast, they forgot to they forgot to show the beginning of the race. It's unbelievable. They didn't. They did not show the start of the race. Um, Will was talking, which I don't mind. You know, she was on camera and she was talking about something, and um, and all of a sudden they cut to Sianzu Rulo coming out of a turn, <laughs> and they were like, they tried to like play it off like they didn't forget to just show the start of the races. <laughs> Then they had, like I said earlier, Dungey. Dungey was in the booth. And for, like, the first half of the race, Dungey couldn't put a, a full sentence together. It was pretty entertaining. Um, he would just be like, you know, Sexton is, he's, he's you know, you know, you, you know? Um, <laughs> so I'm like, no, Dungey, I, I don't know. I don't know because <laughs> you're not telling me. You're the one that's supposed to tell me. So, um that that was pretty funny. He did pull it together at the end and he started he, he started to get a little bit of his personality and he was putting full sentences together. Um but 
Uh, so yeah, Moto Two Four Fifties was just a. Um, it was a uh, it was a moto of bike problems. Um, you had Osborne. Osborne had a front flat for like three quarters of the race. Um, his pit crew was trying to get a hold of him to get him into the pits, uh, and he just wasn't paying attention, I guess, and just rode the entire race with with a front flat. Um, he still has the he still has the points lead. But he lost a lot of uh, of spots due to that front flat. Uh, Mooskin, Mooskin had a, a, a bent handlebars. It looked like, um, and he lost a lot of spots too, uh, to the point where he's actually he just dropped out of his his second point and his uh, second spot in the point standing. So it was it was a wild wild second moto. Um, and Baggett, it was Baggett and Santurulo up front again um sexton sexton tried to tr- uh tried to challenge baggett quite a few times um but baggett was able to uh to hold him off so um yeah your top three on uh 450 moto 2 was Sansurulo, baggett and sexton and uh your overall was obviously Cianci Rulo, two weeks in a row. The kid is catching fire, um, and um, and Baggett Baggett's catching fire too. I, I Baggett is one of those people that I think everybody everybody in the class has got to worry about when he starts getting confident. It's just I don't I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Tomac on your best day. If Tomac is confident and catching fire, you got to watch out. Um. That guy is, he's, he's just so fast. I, I don't know why he is, where, why he finishes where he finishes. Um, I do think it has a lot to do with confidence, but I've just seen that guy just on rails at different times in his career. And um, it's great seeing him up there again. Um, yeah, so your overall was Cianciarulo with a 1-1 in the first place, obviously. You had Baggett with a 2-2, puts him in second, obviously. And then Bam Bam taking the 5-4 to put him on the podium for the overall for the week. Um, your 450 standings. Osborne maintains the, the uh, red number plate. Um, that was uh it was definitely a big part of the broadcast where they uh they were kind of watching it play out with um in the point standings with uh with him and his bike problems uh to the point where they even interviewed him after the race even though he wasn't on the podium they still talked to him about it um because of the points implications but Cianciarulo jumps up to number 2 he is fit now 15 points down on Osborne and uh there's this thing is not over by any means um Osborne cannot lay off otherwise Sansarulo is gonna Sansarulo might take this one uh especially if he keeps going the way he did in Spring Creek um uh Muscan drops down to number three he's 20 points down on Osborne uh Tomac is in the number four spot he's negative 39 and I don't see him going up I see him going down 
uh the way that he was the the way that he finished this week i just i don't see him he i'd be surprised if he finishes in the top five for the season that'd be very surprised um unless something changes if he keeps racing like this he's not gonna he's not gonna finish in the top five and then barsha in the number five spot uh and he's negative 40 <laughs> again uh if barsha finishes in front of him next week then uh you know tomac is in the number five spot and he's moving down the standings uh i don't know what's going on with him i think it's i think it's daddy tomac um but uh that's just that's just my assumption just from from what i've seen of him um all right so that is it for spring creek uh yeah i'm still figuring this out and if you guys enjoy this i really appreciate it while i'm figuring out you have to you'll have to bear with me i'm trying to figure out a uh a a way of going through all of this that makes sense um and i think going moto one moto uh moto one break moto two with uh some talking points at the beginning some talking points at the end think that makes sense uh i could also see a breakdown of doing 250s and then 450s um if you guys have a preference again jump over to the website let me know um if you liked what i did today jump over to the website let me know if you didn't like what i did today then jump over to the website let me know um i did ask a question on the uh the podcast last week i wanted to see what you guys thought about two episodes per week and i did get quite a few responses on the website on the forum uh answering that you would indeed like two episodes a week so let's let me figure out my format here first for one episode a week and then um come supercross once i figured this out um, I will start jumping to uh, two episodes a week. So bear with me on that. I promise I will get this down. I will get this going. And uh, I, yeah, I will just get, uh, yeah, I'll get it down. I'll get it down eventually. It's kind of weird not talking to somebody across my desk, but, you know, we'll get there um, with our powers combined. Uh, next thing, uh, hot sauce. I know... <laughs> I know that's a, a weird topic to bring up right now. My buddy Sean has sent me some uh, some hot sauces. He has his little his own little hot sauce thing going on called Bro Taco, and um, I'm gonna do some hot sauce tasting on the next podcast episode. So I'll drop that in the middle somewhere, or maybe at the end. So you guys can listen to what you want to listen to. And then if you want to stick around and, and listen to me sweat while I'm trying some uh, some hot sauce from one of my buddies that I served in the Marine Corps with, uh, you can stick around for that. Um, if you're interested, go check him out in Bro Taco. I'll drop his uh, some links down in the description for you uh, to go check out his stuff. Wow, it is loud out on Main Street today hear motorcycles background music all kinds of stuff um yeah if you guys uh if again jump over to the website i really really would like to have a back and forth with you guys especially since it's just me um there's quite a few of you i want to say we we get like on average between 100 and 120 listens 
per episode. Um, so that's like, you know, that's quite a few people that I can have a back and forth conversation with on the podcast. So if you want to jump over to the website and have a conversation with me, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast, uh, tag me over on the forum, talk to me, whatever, about whatever it is that you want to talk about, uh, become a member over there. And, um, yeah, we can go forward from here. So that is it for this week on the power to the ground. Jeez, I can't even talk. That is it for this week on the power to the ground podcast. I will see you guys next week for, let's see, what is, they going to Jacksonville next week? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yep. We're going to Jacksonville next week. Yep. WW Ranch. Be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see a new um a new track. Uh at least a new track to me. I'm um, looking forward to that. So, I will see you guys next week for some hot sauce, some more races, some more fun. Hit us up on the website. Let me know what you want to talk about and I'll see you guys later. Peace.